Amen, Sister Betty. <laughs> Amen. 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 Anybody else? Amen. Thank you, man. Amen. Amen, Bob. Amen. You want to rejoice, Andrew, today? Stand up and say something, Andrew. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew knows what it's like to be set free. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, what do we do now? <laughs> Feels like we should sing when the roll's called to yonder or something. Or something, but I'm afraid I'd forget some of the words. It's been so long since I had a hymnal in my hand, I'm not sure what I. <clears throat> this morning, <laughs> shame on me, shame on me. I don't know what's going to happen this morning, brothers and sisters, but I'm feeling ornery. I don't know what it's going. I don't know what that's going to mean. I just want you to be prepared, okay? This morning. We continue our journey through 1 John. You know where 1 John is. It's that New Testament letter nestled back toward the back of the Bible, not quite as far as Revelation. Back there somewhere. Today we come to the third of our seven-week series, walking through or their journey through the, uh, the letter of 1 John. You may recall, if you were here two weeks ago, we started with the sermon title, God is Life. God is Life. He's the author of life. He's the giver of life. He's the creator of life. Jesus came and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is Life. John said up in verse 2 of chapter 1, the life appeared. That's Jesus We have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. God 
is life. It's your responsibility and mine to grab onto that life with both hands for, 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 uh, for, for, for all that we're worth and never let go. God is life. He wants to give you life more abundant. Last week, if you recall, uh, the, the sermon title was God is Light. God is light. Verse 5 of chapter 1 says, This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. Verse 7 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son purifies us from every sin. God is light. And what you need to do and I need to do is walk in the light. That's your calling. That's my calling. That's actually your responsibility as a Christ follower to walk in the light. Moment by moment, day by day, God is light. Now we come to week three. A little nervous about week three because as I was going through this, trying to get it all ready, it hit me. Not everybody's going to like this today. <laughs> Can't say that I really care, but not everybody is going to like this today. Maybe even some of the things that are said today will turn some of you off. We're going to talk about something this morning that will put us all on the line again. And at the end of the message, God is going to lead us, my prayer is, to make a choice. You know, God does that from time to time as we journey with Him. Our life with Him is a series of choices. You want to go deeper or not? You want to go higher or not? You want to go get closer or not? We have choices along the way. Today is another one of those times. At the end of the message, you have a choice to make. Are you all in or not? Are you... Satisfied with splashing around in the shallow end of the pool? Or are you ready to plunge in today and be made complete in the deep end of the pool? Amen. The message, the title of the message this morning is God in the flesh. God in the flesh. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 11. 1 John chapter 2. Verses 3 through 11. But we're going to emphasize, keep coming back to verse 6. Verse 6 simply says, Whoever claims to live in Him must walk as Jesus did. Whoever claims to live in Him must walk as Jesus did. Let me read the whole passage of Scripture for you. Follow along as I read. 1 John chapter 2, starting with verse, verse 3. We know that we have come to know Him if we obey His commands. The man who says, I know Him, but does not do what He commands, is a liar. That's a strong word. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, I got my soap, mouth soaked out when I used that word. My mom put soap on my tongue if she heard me say liar. I used to call my sister that. Mainly because she was. <clears throat> but that never did fly with my mom. She'd say, stick your tongue out, mm-mm. Stick your tongue out, mm-mm. Stick your tongue out. And I did, and she lathered it up. Till the next time. <laughs> 
But John here, I don't know what his mother thought, but this is what he says. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. This is how we know we are in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Verse 7, dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one which you have had since the beginning. This old command is, is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother or sister lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him or her. Whoever claims to live in him, whoever claims to be a Christ follower, whoever dares to wear the name Christian must walk. As Jesus did. What does it mean to follow Christ? To walk as Jesus walked. What does it mean to follow Christ? To walk as Jesus walked. I'll ask the question. You give the answer. What does it mean to follow Christ? Very good. Let's try it again. Get the rest of you. What does it mean to follow Christ? Amen. Amen. Father, we really do need you today, Lord, because this is a tough message to get. And to be honest, Lord, some of your children resist this. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, today. Oh, help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I guess to start off with this morning, we need to agree on something, okay? Will you agree with me on something? One of the reasons why God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world was to be our example. Are we on the same page with that? Jesus came, and we are to pattern our lives after Him. We are to study the Gospels. We are to seek God's guidance in our lives. We are to look at Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus. We are to do all that and pattern our lives to live our lifestyle after Him. He's our example. Jesus said to His first disciples, Come, follow Me. I mean, they were minding their own business, tending their nets or whatever they were doing. Jesus comes along and says, Come. Follow me. And you know what they did? They did. They followed him. They laid aside what they're doing and followed him. He's making the same command for us today. Come, follow me. He's our example. It says in 1 Peter, Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. Paul seemed to get it when he said in 1 Corinthians, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Paul says, hey, do you need somebody to watch? Do you need somebody to touch? Do you need somebody to encourage you? Okay, then, follow me. But I need to tell you, I'm following the example of Christ. 
Another way to say that is, whoever claims to be in him must walk as Jesus walked. He's our example. Okay, John, okay. If it's so important to walk like Jesus walked, if that's so important, what does it mean? Show us, tell us, what does it mean to walk like Jesus walked? Now, John, in our scripture today, doesn't give us five things. Jesus did these five things, now go do likewise. He doesn't spell it out that clearly, but he gives us really good clues around verse 6 that tells us what John defined walking as Jesus walked as. Anyway, whatever it is. This is how how John defines walking as Jesus walked. Now, we talked about in the first first message that John, by this time, when he wrote 1 John, by this time he was an icon in the early church. As a matter of fact, he was the last living disciple. He was big time. So when he would speak... Or when he would write, people would listen. Because he was there, you see. Remember what he said in chapter 1, verse 1 of chapter 1? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. In other words, John was saying, guess what? I was there. I spent quality time with Jesus. I saw him live his daily life moment by moment. I know how he walked as much or more than anyone else. And now he writes, with that experience, with that knowledge, he writes to the churches of Asia Minor and to us, and he writes this, whoever claims to be a Christian must walk like Jesus walked. Okay, now get ready here. What does it mean to follow Christ? Amen. Now we're going to unpack that a little bit. We're going to look and see what John meant by that what he assumed his readers understood that to be. The first thing that it means to walk like Jesus did, the first thing it means is to know God. Walking like Jesus walked means that we know God. In the first verses 3 and 4, John talks about knowing God. He says we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. He was saying it's important to know God. It's important to know God. It's a priority. It needs to be. He's assuming it's a priority in your life to know God. You see, brothers and sisters, knowing God must be a, a, something that drives us as followers of Christ. Something that motivates us. Something that we, that we live with and live for on a daily basis. I want to know God. And that dictates how we live our lives. In, John, in the Gospel of John chapter 17, Jesus defines eternal life as knowing God. He says in verse 3 of John 17, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Walking as Jesus walked means that we know God. Listen to what God says in Jeremiah chapter 4. He says, My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. Did you catch the fact that he's talking about his people? 
They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. Why? Because they don't know him. Listen to what Paul prays for in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Walking like Jesus walked is all about knowing God. Jesus knew God. Well, sure he did, Pastor Chuck. He was God. That's exactly right. First John, or John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was God, absolutely. But the Bible also tells us that he emptied himself and became a man, a person, just like you and just like me. That's one of the, the awesome truths of the gospel. Jesus became a man. And that man knew God. It was, it was the, the heartbeat of his life to know God. How about you? Does that motivate you or, or, or move you at all to, to know God? Jesus knew God, not casually, not just as one of his circle of friends. He had the most intimate relationship with God that a human being has ever had on the face of this earth. And since we are to follow his pattern, our goal, brothers and sisters, is intimacy with the Father. That's our goal. Paul said... (laughs) Paul said at the end of his life, Philippians chapter 3, he's at the end of his life. He's been a faithful follower of Christ. He's been a great missionary. He's been a church leader. Everybody thinks Paul is is the icon at that time. At the end of his life, after all of that, he says, I want to know Christ. What did you say, Paul? Don't you know Christ? Yes, I know Christ. But the more I know Him, the more I realize how much I don't know. The more I know Him, the more I long for more of Him. I want to know Christ. You know, when you read the Bible and you read how people are just, some people are just intense in their need for knowing more of God. They're intense about getting closer to Him. It makes you feel Lord, would you help me be like that? I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but sometimes my heart just almost leaps out of my chest longing to know more of God. Sometimes I just can't seem to get enough. Sometimes I I lay in my bed and I say, Give me more, Lord. Give me more. I want to know you. You see, brothers and sisters, when we feel like that, God comes. When we walk as Jesus walked, and it's important to us to know 
him. Now we're talking. Let me ask you a question. Do you know God like that? Is it important for you to know God more tomorrow than you know Him today? You see, Jesus spent time in God's Word. Jesus spent time on His knees. One place in the New Testament it says He went off to pray as was His habit. What about you and me? What does it mean to walk as Jesus walked? It means to know God. John says, what else does it mean to know God or to walk as Jesus walked? John says, it means that we are to obey his commands. I was sitting there this week saying, Lord, what do you need to tell? What do you want to tell your people? What do I want? What do you want to tell them, Lord? I don't know what I'm supposed to tell them, Lord. What do you want to tell them? And he said, tell them to, tell them to know me. I said, but Lord, somebody's going to say, what does that mean? He says, well, tell them that knowing me means that they will obey my commands. See, Jesus obeyed God's commands. And as our example, we are to obey God's commands. Now, there's ten of them out there on the wall. You can go look at those, but let's just focus on two for a moment. Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Obey God. My commands. What's it mean to walk as Jesus walked? It's to live a life of obedience to the Father. Then John says, here's what else it means to walk as Jesus walked. It means to love your brothers and sisters. Here we are with that love business again. Coming to the love thing again. But it must be important. It keeps coming up. Love your brothers and sisters. In verse 7, John says, this isn't anything new. It's something has been around. Maybe he was thinking about Leviticus 19 where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Or maybe he was thinking about Deuteronomy 6 where it says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He says, this thing's been around for years, for centuries. And then in the next verse, he says, it's new. Well, John, is it old or new? And I think what he was saying was, this old truth has been repackaged in Jesus Christ. This old truth of loving God and loving each other has been repackaged and modeled for us in Jesus Christ. Knowing God, obeying His commandments, Manifested in our relationships, loving each other. I don't know, maybe, maybe this just doesn't sound right to somebody. Being like Jesus. Walking as Jesus walked. But, but th- then it hit me. It hit me. Do, do you see where first John is? You see where 1 John, it's tucked way back there, way back there toward the end of the New Testament, way after the book of Acts. You know what John was saying? He was writing all of this to people in the churches that were filled with the Spirit. You see, it was after Acts. It was after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the first century. They just assumed that people would be filled with the Spirit as they walked with God. They just, it was just part of it, God's plan. 
So when John, when John writes and says, walk as Jesus walked, what he's saying is, that's only possible when people are filled with the Spirit. Someone wrote this. To test our religious experience is whether it produces a reflection of the life of Jesus in our daily life. If it fails this elementary test, it is false. Unless we reflect Jesus on a daily basis, our religious claims are false. You remember what happened in Acts chapter 6? The disciples were too busy. So they called the people and said, we want you to choose from among yourselves six laymen that are known to be spirit-filled and full of wisdom. In the early church, no one got a job in the church unless they were filled with the Spirit. In the early church, everybody was supposed to walk in the light as he is in the light, and sooner or later, as you walk in the light, you will be filled with the Spirit. And then you walk as Jesus walked. Brothers and sisters, here's the challenge this morning. Here's the choice this morning. For all of us, stay where we are right here in our spiritual lives. Hey, I'm good, good enough. Or move on to a deeper walk with Christ. That's your choice this morning. Stay where you are, or less, or agree to humble yourselves before God and move closer to Him to the deeper walk with Christ. To seek the fullness of the Spirit. You see, because I'm thinking this week, walking as Jesus walked, how can I say that in a message without telling folks that the only way to do it is to be filled with the Spirit? Would I, would I be cheating you? You see, brothers and sisters, God doesn't put on us more than He's provided for us to experience he doesn't put these requirements on us and then let leave us hanging. He gives us everything we need. He's provided for all of us a way to live with life more abundant in the fullness of the Spirit. Pastor Chuck, I don't know what that means. You don't have to know what that means. You just have to seek Him with all of your heart. You just have to humble yourselves before Him and say, Lord, whatever it means... Fill me with your Spirit. Father, this morning, as we sit in your presence, asking you what it means to walk as Jesus walked, Lord, we ask you to come. We ask you to lead us into the deeper walk. Don't let us be satisfied, Lord, with where we are with you right now. I don't care who we are. Help us, Lord, to move closer to you, to experience the deep end of the pool, to plunge in today and be made complete. 
Jesus. Father. Spirit. Come. I know there are folks here today that have not been filled with the Spirit. I don't even know what you think about when you hear that. But Lord, I want to pray that you would open our hearts for all that you have for us, whatever it is. I ask, Lord, that you would sanctify us through and through. So, Lord, we say come. We want all that you have for us. And we want it now, Lord. So as we continue in prayer, if you would like to come and seek God with all your heart, if you'd like to kneel at an altar of prayer and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit, whatever that means, I want all of you, Lord. I want more of you. As we pray, you come and seek God with all your heart. Come at this time. Let's stand together.